Welcome to season two of Up Late with D Late. <laughs> I did it. I did it anyways. That's so cute. Do your thing. Come off, Corey. For context, we were just joking about that. Okay, now you get the actual intro because, of course, this is how we start <laughs> season two. Yeah, of course, this is what happens. <laughs> Welcome to Up Late with D8. Up Late with D8 is your go-to podcast for everything D8 Escapades, Dungeons and & Dragons, and more. With session recaps, cast interviews, and fun with the members of D8 Escapades, Up Late with D8 has it all. The infliction was off there at the end, but it's fine. We made it. We're there. You, you got it. You did it. You did great. I mean, it's been a while since we did a podcast episode, so, like, I get being rusty. It has. It's been a while since <clears throat> D8 took a small break. Well, no. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so I feel like to start, like, obviously we need to address kind of what happened. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, oh, um, yeah, basically, uh, you know, there was, it was a really, we were a large group. We were. And scheduling conflicts kind of kept getting in the way, and... I think just a lack of uh, people meeting the requirements of the roles they were mm-hmm. given yeah. really got in the way. And long story short, uh, the handful of us that are still here got real tired of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and-, and had to redo it. Yeah. And there's there's no there's no ill will towards other members of former campaigns or former projects. Um Dead escapades. When we first started, we didn't have half the people we even had in campaign one. We, we, like, yeah, that is the thing with building a company from the ground up. You go through a lot of changes. And mm-hmm. you and I, as kind of like CEO and COO, um, fun fact if you didn't know, I'm the CEO, Braylon's the COO. So, little Ooh. fun fact Ooh. of the DA to hierarchy. Um, That's right. Uh, we we sat down with another member and we were like, okay, what can we do to take, what were we doing right? What were we doing wrong? What can be improved upon? What needs to be scrapped? Um, and we took a few months. I think the last time, I think even though we had projects planned through December, including a continuation of the first campaign and podcast episodes, I believe the last time we uploaded any content was October, right? Or was it like, yeah, yep. like end of October? I think so. I think it was like the week before Halloween because we did our we did our Halloween session. We did, we yeah. Up, we did our cryptids draft. And then it was shortly after that where we realized, okay, we have to sit down. We have to rebrand. And that's pretty much exactly what we did. We scrapped mm-hmm. a lot. We kept a lot. Um... Got a new logo, got a new person. We, sh- we sure did. Uh, downsized a little bit. Mm-hmm. We, um, we kept a few things. We obviously we kept the podcast. <laughs> that was a hundred percent. Yeah, we uh, started brainstorming new things. But yeah, that's we took a small break. But I think it was a needed break. I think being able to sit down and figure out what we needed to do going forward was ultimately best, not just for creating content which because that's not that's a fun part of it it's fun to sit and edit and record and like make social media posts or like record a podcast but when it boils down to it we want to have fun it doesn't we don't want it to feel like a job if anyone's Mm -hmm. gonna feel like they're working at all I feel like it should be me mostly because I also do this for business projects so if anyone's gonna feel like they're working on something I feel like it's me doing like analytical reports but I even enjoy those because I'm a business nerd. So I'm like, you know what? Those are really fun. But um, yeah. What are you? What are, What about you? What were your thoughts going through the rebrand? I feel like I just just like rambled. No, no, you like really well. Yeah, I'm not, like I don't know. Like it got really disorganized and really hectic, and I feel like uh, uh canceling session and not trying to make up for them and just like it became this thing where um we needed to have some big conversations and a lot of people were just too scared to have them Mm -hmm. um until a couple of 
well, we're done. We're going to figure it out and we're going to redo it and we're going to have fun doing it because that's the whole reason we started doing this was just to play and have fun. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we rebranded. We switched roles. Lex redid the socials. And, you know, it's been it's been nice to be back to being active and like getting to play Dungeons and Dragons regularly. Like I missed it so much. Yeah, I can't tell you so much. Um how much fun it was to be able to sit and make a new character and um i i know I, I know i texted you this but the day i got to make um the three-pronged banner for a campaign two on the social media i think i like almost wanted to cry i was so happy to be doing back to be back doing like what i love doing which is creating the content for this company and i'm like Oh, we're back. So I was I was so That's excited. right. So for those curious, yeah, that's so, what happened. Yeah, so here we are. We're doing a new thing. We're doing uh I guess we just started like what are we doing now since we've decided to come into the new year with a new brand, a new look, a new crew. Um yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot coming. Um one of the main things with this rebrand is I I feel like from a business and creative standpoint, we really pigeonholed ourselves in what we did in the beginning. We mm -hmm. did our campaign, we did the podcast, but we didn't really, we didn't like branch out as creatively as I would have hoped we could have. Because um, mm -hmm. I feel like we were having so many issues just getting our normal content out that I was afraid to try to, I don't know, integrate or mix in anything else. But a new goal is to definitely expand creatively for the new year. So I'm going to steal the floor for a few minutes before we talk about your new campaign, Miss DM. Oh. Um, <laughs> Roll change. <laughs> I am going to talk about a few upcoming projects that are gonna be taking not taking that's not the word I'm looking for um I'm gonna have a few projects that are gonna be kind of popping up here and there nothing you know, well something actually might be coming a little sooner rather than later but um it's mainly small things it's nothing like running two campaigns at once. I'm never going to try to do that. I feel like that'd be so much. But it's going to be mainly small projects that kind of come up here and there. Audio podcasts, side stories, little things on social media. You know, if my Google Drive app wanted to load because it has all my notes on it. <laughs> yeah, if it wanted to do that, but... Uh... It's fine. Would it would it be an up a, a D8 premiere of anything? Because I think the first podcast something happened. Like I think we had audio cuts. The first ever yep. campaign episode we had like forty minutes of technical difficulties because tabletop simulator wasn't working. So bad. It didn't want to work at all. It did not. Oh wait, here we go. Okay, I don't need all of these on here. I just need the D8 account. Here we go. Okay, so we'll start with my personal favorite of the projects. Um, in sometime in the near future, we are gonna be diving into the world of Candela Obscura. Um, mm -hmm. I am very excited to introduce that you will be following a homebrew, not homebrewed, uh, an original story set in the world of Candela Obscura focused on the circle of the brass rose um all we can say so far is i will be leading the group as the light keeper luna mazori and mm -hmm. as she builds her circle together we will get to figure out more about her more about the circle of the brass rose and just get to really mm -hmm. explore the kind of gore gore i was gonna say gothic horror gore and we got there gore. you go the, the gothic horror world you got there the fairlands we did and i'm very excited to lead that in the near future once that is that is currently a work in progress 
Um, the first side project that we will probably be able to put out is a small audio series called Enter Zanbu, A Conclusion to Blight of the Moon. So as mm-hmm. those of you who have been since Campaign 1 know, Campaign 1 did not get a necessary conclusion because of as no, earlier, it did not. scheduling conflicts, um, just timing. And although we are in a new campaign, and that is our focus, uh, we felt that, you know, we worked really hard with those characters as well. We felt that their story should be heard. So, Enter Zanbu will consist of real short episodes, honestly, probably 10 minutes. And you will get not only the full backstories to the characters you know and love, such as Echo, Greta, and possibly a few others, but you're also going to get Mm -hmm. a conclusion, knowing what happened after the group was at the tailor because that's where we left the party so that'll Mm -hmm. honestly that one i have a hopeful date that that'll start coming out in february that doesn't have a set release date or set schedule of how that will come out but i'm hoping to at least have an episode of that out by february Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the last new podcast the podcast the last new project you say on the podcast is a short another audio podcast type choose your own adventure uh audio it's very hard to explain um because i'm still working out the details of it without trying to Mm -hmm. give away like information because i don't want to say something and then that's still i'll I'll tell you it's called project mysteria and that's that's what you get to know choose your own adventure audio (laughs) mystery so there we go. That's and obviously the social media is back playing with a lot more fun designs. Um, right now, a lot of the designs draw from Nordic inspiration because we are in a Nordic themed campaign, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, and also just brighter colors, a lot more fun with clips and cap cut templates. Am I missing anything? I feel like that's all my bases covered. <laughs> Really good for you. You really covered everything. Like it's there's a lot of like fun new stuff happening that I'm really excited about. Oh yay! I'm I'm excited that we get to branch branch out a little bit. We have a little more freedom this time around. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. But now we get to talk about what I'm most excited for, which is <laughs> someone in this podcast right now is currently DMing our new campaign. And it's That's not right. me. So it's me, everybody. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, we did when we rebranded, and I, I have, I don't know, I don't like. I'm trying to think of how to say it, I, I'm like a very um. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> <laughs> I love to live in a fantasy world and I love to make stuff up and I love to be super meticulous and all over it with my details and I love to be over prepared and um I decided fuck it I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun like the world uh I've made that my wonderful friends have graciously agreed to be a part of has been it's been so much fun. Like I it's it's crazy because we've only done two sessions so far in the new campaign where I'm the DM and I, I genuinely can't imagine being a player. Now I'm kind of like, oh, I love it, though. <laughs> you like you like being a DM yeah. more than a player? I do, yeah. You, you so I do. are the Mercer of our group. You're not like a forever DM, but you are so the Mercer, like... I I love it. Like, it's it's it's... I love it so much. Like, I'm excited to be a player and, like... The fun side projects we're doing and stuff like that and like exploring other worlds and that kind of thing but i'm so content with being a dm like i'm rusty i'm navigating Stop. how it goes but Stop. but it's so much fun so the world we're in now we decided to uh switch it up <clears throat> I'm a big Norse mythology fan. I just think it's so interesting and so intricate and like dark and gritty and also just like high fantasy that I love. So I built a world called Midrios that is like Norse pantheon. It's cold. It's gritty. It's 
Um, it's darker than I think Zombu was from what we've kind of seen so far. Um, and it's been really great. Like the continent is kind of dealing with like the fallings out of like previous civil wars that have happened. There's the rising popularity of a cult that whispers or whispers worships a mysterious figure known as the whispered one. Um, there's political intrigue. There's like Viking raiding. There's uh, like um, heavy uh, faith involvement in it, like as far as the North Pan North Pantheon goes. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. It's also nice that we've decided to go with like a core four smaller party. Um, but because I have a big mouth and like to talk to people about what we're doing for our campaign. And like other the players are so excited about it, which makes it more fun for me that like my friends are actually like, yes, I can't even I can't even wait. Like normally we do a session like I think we're recording this right now when we would have been having a session. And yeah. I think so far everyone's been like, I hate that we're not playing. Yeah, <laughs> it's I like, think can we just play like, D&D? <laughs> and it just I don't know. It's been a lot of fun, but because we have a smaller group, it's made it so um, I've been talking to other people we're friends with and other people that want to play and da da da. And we've been able to do it where um we can have people come on and do guest spots and like follow the party through different story arcs with them and run into them along the way on their adventure. And it it's made it like more immersive, I think, and more fun because it's like we can switch it up and bring in like here's two new people you guys didn't know before. Yeah, they're no. gonna hop in and do this with us and it's it's been a lot of fun like the i think for those of you that are watching and know you'll have some new character uh interviews to go through because now we've got you know we've got like a paladin a warlock uh we're rocking with a druid right now and a uh a cleric and like we've got we've got so many new people coming in it's actually so <laughs> exciting i'm I'm so excited. One, because I think having a smaller group really allows us to flesh out our characters a little more. Like, we're able to all, like, share time and, like, our characters can really get to know one another. Not that they did it in the last campaign, but there's even more ch chances for them to sit down and talk. And I also love how I think the only class that is the same between the two parties is Cleric. Because I yeah. don't think yep. we didn't have a druid, we didn't have a warlock, we didn't have a paladin. So we're playing with entirely nope. new characters, mostly new classes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been it's been so fun to watch you guys and your characters interact and the dynamics that are happening. Like, quick spoiler for those of you that haven't seen episode two. But there was a point where our wonderful cleric Digby, played by Cullen, um, took it upon himself to, you know, break into places he shouldn't be. And mm -hmm. our super honor-bound, do-the-right-thing duty uh, heavy paladin ace, played by Jaren, who many of you will know played Jack in the last campaign, um, you know, was like, are you lying to me, blah, blah, blah. And Cullen succeeded that deception check. Like, he did it. But he undid it when he chose to then re-break into that room in front of an entire home full of people. And then to see how the other characters react to it. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, Lex, your face when that was going on was so priceless. That's exactly, that was Cressida's face. I was Cressida the entire time. The most it was so good. aggravated bitch face you've ever seen. You were so pissed. And like, you know, when you're being offered payment for doing a task and you're super honor bound paladins, like, no, we don't need any money. And you're like, speak for yourself. That's like, it's, hmm? it's really good. There's new group dynamics happening with these characters and it's really exciting. Like it feels like it's flowing better. Yes. And I was talking to a friend who also watched our first campaign who thought it was hilarious that Jaren and I, we played Jack and Echo in the first campaign very quickly became an item the mom and dad of the group you know super cute romance we've now done a complete 180 to ace and cressida where ace is this super honor-bound paladin who's always about doing the right thing and then you have cressida who is just the most angsty mystic bitch yeah and um so yeah and to for those the Cullen is our 
uh, the DM from the first campaign, Cullen. He is our cleric, Digby. And we have a new member, Allie, who plays our druid, yes. Naya. That's, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's so, like... I don't know. I don't know. It feels like it flows really well. You just, you know, when you get like a good feeling about it, like a good gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels good. It feels good. It feels like it flows and it feels like we're um, having more fun with it. I think part of that too is scheduling. Like we've decided to play like Wednesday evenings mm-hmm. rather than like Saturday evenings yeah. because the number of times it was like, I want a Saturday to myself or. <laughs> And I, it is hard because Saturdays are days, like, all of us wanted to go out on some Saturdays. And the reason we had chose Saturdays was because that was quite literally the only day in the beginning where everyone was available. And it worked for a while. But I think with sizing down the group and being able to do a weekday, I think everyone's just, it gives you something to look forward to in the week. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, and it's a nice break like it feels like okay we can like hang out and play D for like two or three hours and it's like a nice break in the middle of the week where it's like i get to be in a fantasy world with some of my best friends for a bit and just like i don't know i don't know it makes it it gives you something to look forward to in the middle of the week as well like there's times where i'm sitting in class and i'm like planning D stuff where i'm like listen i'll get to this this is what i'm focused on I mean, how many times have I snapped you when I'm in my my film animation and TV class because I'm making social media posts or drawing Crescent in my notebook? Yeah, no, like it's, it's, I don't know, it feels good and it feels like everyone's having more fun with it and just, I don't know, it feels better. It's going better and I think we're having a lot of fun with it and I mean, I can't give too much of what the world's about away yet because Mm -hmm. it's still like very early and i don't want to spoil anything for my wonderful players <laughs> but you guys gotta just have to tune in and hang out and see what it's about yeah but since this this is an after show podcast that's technically if you look us up on rss we're technically a gaming and after show so since this is coming out after the first two episodes as the dm i want to ask even though i'm not a journalism major anymore for this new season i'm going back to my roots mm-hmm. What, of course. What were so you obviously you know everything about the characters, but you didn't yeah. get to see them played out until the first session. What were your first yeah. impressions of each character getting to see? You know, we see each other Ooh, on the camera, so mannerisms, yeah. voices, how they interacted, just one, two, three, four, not yeah. like in an order, but like, what were your first impressions when you like saw it and you went, yes, like what was your yes moment okay. to each character? Oh, geez. I mean, like, I've been, like, we've been very hands-on, like, uh, between, like, all the players and me as the DM, and, like, okay, this is what I want for my character, this is what I like, and it's been really, like, heavily weaved into the story. Like, certain events take place because of character stories and how that looks, and, like, it's one thing to, like, talk about what this person's gonna look like, but, like, as soon as everyone came to the table, like, hearing cullen talk as digby for the first time was every time the first time everyone used their voices was so crazy because it just like oh my god yes that fits perfect i think i think the moment for uh digby who's the cleric Mm -hmm. i think the moment for digby where i was like okay i know where this is going and like kind of thing was was in episode two when you kind of see like just how curious he is and it just clicked. I was like, "This he's going to be a problem Yeah, <laughs> for the rest of the party. He's going to be, you know, but it's like, it's sweet and it's interesting. And just like he, he, Cullen plays him like very timidly, I think, mm-hmm. which kind of like gives me like a, okay, I know what he's going to be like kind of feeling. Um, for Ace, the voice he has is, it's so like, it was kind of jarring at first, and then it was like, <laughs> it's so normal now. Yeah. And just his, like, I don't know. It's it's interesting because it just, I think the moment for me that did it was when um you all freed Digby from his uh, servitude mm-hmm. uh, with Einar. And, like, you can tell that Ace doesn't understand how, like, human interactions are meant to work. 
And he's just like, if you want to be free, you're free. Like, he's very black and white. His prophecies, too. <laughs> like, his prophetic oh, And he... Oh, yeah. He has these weird moments where he busts out, like... It's like he reads Chicken Soup for the Soul, like, on the road. Like, it's... He's got those, like... Those, like, stickers that, like, middle-aged white moms have all over their homes. He just, like, busts them out. Like, if he says live, laugh, love at some point, I wouldn't be shocked. (laughs) And it's... But it's, like, it fits him as a character. Like, it's hilarious. It does. It's it's Um, so great. I can't keep a straight face. Even if I'm, like, acting as Cressida. Because I try to keep, like, since we have cameras on, I try to keep my face as like in Mm -hmm. immersed as i can and you make it very easy to be immersed i'm just saying but um thank you so much but i cannot keep a straight face when he goes into his like prophetic moments because i just i can't i just burst laughing like i think half the time my hands are covering my face because i just can't i can't stay serious no it's it's so funny it's so funny and it's just, it's so good. And then I think for Cressida, who is played by our lovely Miss Lex, who handles all our socials and is our is our CEO. <laughs> um, I We've talked about Cressida's story a lot and how that's going to unfold and kind of what she wants and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I think the moment that did it for me was hearing her voice for the first time. And just that, like, it's it's so heavily laced with that, like, snarky i don't give a shit like teenage girl attitude yeah and just you know digby kind of being like hey like maybe don't be so obvious you seem kind of sketchy and her just being like well fuck off you're short it's just it's just it's so good because you can see like her and who she's gonna be and kind of who she is in that one moment because it's like she doesn't take shit and she's good like she's she's expressive and she's funny and she's very like call you out about it already and it's it's phenomenal it's so good she has no Um, whatsoever no none and it's perfect like it suits her so well um and then i think for naya who is our uh i guess i should say cressida's our warlock yeah dad ace is our paladin Mm -hmm. And then Naya, who is our druid, I think the <laughs> first times, because like, you know, I've worked with uh, Naya's played by Allie, mm-hmm. who's our newest member. Um, we've kind of like talked about it and worked through like Naya's story and this, that and the other thing. But hearing her use that like breathy <sighs> voice she does for the first time while she's also talking to Wade who's a lizard that she takes everywhere he's got a tiny harness on so he can't go too far and like and just that like really airy light and wispy voice she uses like the first time she did it the look on everyone's face was so priceless and it was like it's perfect it it is and I think I don't get me wrong I I love I love my own character obviously Cressida Cressida Mm -hmm. might be one of my favorite D&D character I've ever made um because I think there is a lot of me in her in certain areas um and I love Mm -hmm. Ace and Digby but Naya just everything about her I love like the dynamic with Wade the way she talks to people I'm like this is I, I this is the greatest thing like she's doing such a good job and this is her first time playing D, right yeah she's never played before she wanted to play just because and like yeah she's it's it's been so good like honestly i i genuinely love every single character that you guys have made like i don't think i could pick a favorite but if i had to pick a favorite character like it's wade who's the lizard wade wade is great I, I would die for wade for real <laughs> For real. It's been two episodes of this lizard doing his thing and everybody's like, yes. That was one of my favorite parts is when nearing the end of session two, um, Cressida goes and sees Naya and brings her and Wade little herb pouches. And Mm -hmm. while high, Naya admits that Wade is immortal and cannot die. Wade can't die. And (laughs) Cressida, I think she's like, that's like the coolest thing I've 
heard all day and she's literally met yeah all these different people and i think even jaren said like you just met a like demi god dude with giant wings and the lizard mm-hmm. which i think one, is your favorite part of the day yeah which i think one i actually plan uh, that i i that i thought about that before i said it because i think there's aspects to cressida's story which makes her go yeah i this yeah, no the lizard wins in this scenario but also just the fact that everyone already both in game and out of game is like no wade's the best we love wade for real no i yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun like i really love what you guys are doing with your characters and so far how it's going and i just want to get back to playing it so bad like no i just miss it already like it's good it's a lot of fun it's been i don't know it feels like it feels like the shift was like as hard as it was in its own way it was super necessary it was like it feels like we're all kind of refreshed and we kind of are like all right let's get back to like D and like let's just actually have fun now rather mm-hmm. than you yeah. know not that it wasn't fun before because it totally was. It, was it just became like a lot of i don't know interpersonal bullshit that didn't need to no, yeah. get in the way of us playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. And, like, I especially hated that at some points, you know, I, obviously, we, we're not at the point where this was a grade for a class, but this is still a project I'm working on that ties to my school. And I hated having to pull the grade card, but I'm like, like, there were some points where I had to tell people, like, hey, this is also a business. This isn't just, like, like, we are friends, yes, but this is also something that a lot of us like to put time and energy into. So, but I feel like ever since we rebranded, there's de- there's been, like, a new air to everything we've been doing. Mm-hmm. The social media, the yeah. people in the group, the campaign, it just, it feels, a, I don't want to say natural, yes. not that it didn't feel natural before, but everything just seems very, like, as it should be. Yeah, everything feels like it suddenly like clicks. Like it feels like okay, like we like we're good. We're mm-hmm. good. This is this is a dynamic that's working for us. Definitely. And I I think You know? I do. Yeah, no, I know. And I think, you know, you and I over the past few months sat down a bunch of times and talked about what we would be doing. And I think that you know, being able to work through it with uh between you and me, between other people that stayed uh, between people that left, I think all of that was the time that it took to do all that was really necessary. And I'm glad we didn't rush. Because, mm-hmm. like, realistically, we could have started again, what, like, mid beginning mid to mid-December? But we didn't. We mm-hmm. took that time to really figure out what we wanted to do. And I think that was also super helpful for us. Yeah, I think that made a huge amount of difference, too, because it gave people time to figure out, like, okay, what do you want um, about, like, what do you want out of what we're doing D&D-wise, and what do you want when you play, and what do we, um, you know, like, we had time to figure that out, and where we're at mm-hmm. as people, and, like, time to re-fall in love with the game and kind of thing and we were like okay like we want to do it again who wants to dm and this kind of thing and we talked about like campaign ideas and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and it was like okay let's do this let's see how it feels let's do other stuff and branch out and like i don't know i don't know the break felt like it felt like forever honestly waiting to get back to playing DD. but at the same time it was so necessary Mm -hmm. in order to get to where we're at now where it's like we can literally just like fuck around and hang out for you know three hours on a wednesday and just it's like i get to to be in a fantasy world and do dumb shit and tell a story that makes my friends happy and that feels more important now like that feels like something we can do together and just actively enjoy it now as opposed to before where it kind of just felt like People are here, like, against their will is how it started to feel. Yeah, 100%. And, like, as the one who, like, spearheaded it and, like, the the, the filling in the CEO, CEO role, I, obvi- I, like, I felt bad. I felt like if people weren't having fun, like, I was doing something wrong, even if it was out of my control, because this was something that 
I I brought everyone together. Like everyone makes up the group. Like we are a group at its core mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. But I couldn't help but feel like 100%. guilty. Like I remember, I feel like I told you a few times. I'm like, what am what am I not doing? Because even though it wasn't, you reassured me it wasn't something I was doing. Like you still you mm-hmm. have that feeling. But I I looking at what we have now, even in just we've been back in like full production swing for like two. Well, this this will be week three of me doing like social media stuff and like with the podcast. But we've been in full production for like two to three weeks, and I'm already so mm-hmm. proud of everything that we've done, and everything that we've yeah. put out. And I I don't have like I had this voice in the back of my head that was like, mm-hmm. what went wrong? What did I do? What's and now I don't have that anymore. I'm like, you know what? I think everyone's on the same page. Like this is this is yeah. super fun. There's no stress about it, and I think everything, everything worked out really, really well. And I think the time was also yeah. necessary for, as you said, you really integrated like character stories into your campaign. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That was that was super big for me to make sure that like your guys's because like okay let's let's be like super fucking for real for a second do it like if you live in a world your story and the way your characters lived and their life up until the moment when you meet them that is impacted by the world around them just as much as the world around them is impacted by their story mm-hmm. yeah and if you don't take the time to properly integrate that and throw in like extra fun character details and stuff like that and like you know really work on it it leaves people feeling super left out and it gives you like main character syndrome for other players Mm -hmm. and i've i'm trying really hard to avoid that because like everyone's story i'm not gonna lie to you has really cool twists and turns in their own way but it's also been really hard balancing that to some extent being like i'm not gonna let you become a main character that's not you're all central characters and you got to like work on that when you don't take the time to properly incorporate every person's story you can't avoid it it happens Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't want it to straight up we're here to have fun and we're here to do a good time and like honestly like you guys know your characters better than i do right like you know what they want where they're from like this that and the other thing like yes we all like i met with everyone and we talked about everything and like broke it down that way and it's like what are you firm on keeping and what are you cool with be changing and like everything's been um like very collaborative except mm-hmm. i mean there's some stuff that i haven't told any of you because it's a reveal like later in game but like right. you know like properly paying attention to your players and incorporating bits of like lore or whatever mm-hmm in their situation like makes it more interesting especially for other players like uh in episode two um when everyone was getting ready to go to bed and everyone was kind of having like communal dreams with their higher powers and stuff like that yeah. every other literally as soon as the session was over i got messages from like ali being like what's going on with the weird guy that like cressida is seeing what's going on with like this what's going on with ace what's going on with da-? like it was kind of just it's like fun for people it is. I loved watching everyone's reactions to all the dreams, but my favorite part was like, yeah, you had to roll even to get a dream, and everyone had a dream, but Colin. Except, except Digby. Except Digby. Digby got to sleep in a bed that's way too big for with him. He got to just have a night with a shield he made that he didn't need to steal metal for. Um, But it was like, it was good. It was a lot of fun, and it's like, it's fun stuff that you get to like incorporate it's also nice too because it adds a level of detail where players pay attention like there was a point where you guys were in this like antique room and naya's kind of walking around looking at everything and i mentioned that there is a human toad necklace with a spike through it in that room I about cry and i think i think you're the only person that caught that it was a reference to cron from cam like uh the, 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 mini, not even the mini campaign like, a mini campaign we did forever ago and Kron was like the all-time favorite character and he had this he had this stupid disgusting necklace that like you and I made for him Echo and I was like this is a fun detail like I don't even think uh Jaren noticed and he was Kron no you said that and I kid you not I was about to like ball because I'm like oh 
because Echo and Kron, if we had gotten a little further in campaign one, I was going to throw out there that Echo did have a friend that passed away, mm-hmm. a Goliath yeah. barbarian named Kron, because that was, oh man, that was our mini campaign. We had a few people that left that were in that campaign that was ran by this really cool dude named Tim, um, mm-hmm. who just unfortunately, uh, the, going into a longer campaign, there were some creative differences, but like he's still super cool. Like there's no there's nothing between Tim and D eight. Like D eight loves Tim. Tim, if you're listening to this, what's up, dude? Um, but what's up, Tim? What's Hope up, you're doing Tim? well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just like you said that, and do you know it's almost been a year since the original like you. Oh my gosh, wait. We're, we're the last two. I know. <laughs> I Dude, I know. Because uh, March 18th was the day that I put out the D&D Beyond post. And that was... Are you kidding? No. Because it was the night of the Oscars. And you were one of the first people. I think you reached out to me that night. Or like the morning. It was... I- I yeah, think I did. Yeah. You were one of like the first three people to reach out to me. It's almost been a year of That's D8. crazy. Oh my god, what the fuck? Because today well the what time the, of, the time we're recording this, it's the 31st of January. Yeah. So we're like what, 30, 40 days away from D8's one year anniversary? Like technically one year uh, anniversary? We're, we're a year old. We're gonna need to like we're gonna need to have a birthday party. Oh, a hundred percent. I think we should do like maybe like a Jackbox like oh birthday God. live stream, but as our characters like Cressida, Ace, oh. Naya, and Digby play yes. Jackbox. That'd be so funny. It would be. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been that long. That feels like unbelievable to me. Yeah, because technically, I believe campaign one. Technically, the stream started in May, but I count the creation of the company as the D and D Beyond post day, and that is March eighteenth, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Which means this little company of ours is almost a year old, which is crazy. Kron is almost a year old. Um, So many, so many things. It's crazy. Like, I feel like time flew so fast. Yeah, that's crazy. I, like, I didn't think it'd been that long. Yeah. Because it was, it was the night of the Oscars. Because I remember, like, the second or third day in the server, we were talking about the Oscars. Because you and I were like, oh, my God, Brendan yes. won. And we were, like, so excited. That's right. Oh, my God. I know, right? Why has it been that long? We've been doing this for a year. and we've That's crazy. And, I mean, we've honestly, we've hit some milestones. We've hit, like... 8.5 thousand views on our TikTok hashtag averaging. We've hit, I think, almost over a thousand views on all our on our videos combined on YouTube. We're like consistently getting like 10 people watching our streams. Like for us, for where we started to where we are now, like we, we have a podcast. Huge. It's like, huge. Yeah. So... That's insane. Cause you well, you said Kron and that made me realize, like, oh my gosh, I was mm-hmm. we're so close to being a having a year old company. Yeah, it's 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 oh my god. Yeah. It's crazy. That's super crazy. I like actually can't believe that's how old it is. Oh my god. I saw it, I saw it in your face. Like your yeah. eyes like went so wide because you're like, what? I was like, what? No, I act that's insane. Yeah, I, I love that for us though. That's exciting. It, Fucking let's go. Let's go. Yeah. A year of D eight. So we'll have to. I I I gotta start brainstorming. I'll, I'll have you help me. Like things to do for that whole like the birthday week. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to do birthday stuff for D eight for sure. Absolutely. Um. That's so cute. Love it. So I did. I I had one little idea to wrap up since. I think we've covered, have we covered everything, I think? The 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 break, the new campaign, because we don't want to say too much until we get into more sessions. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, we'll do, like, a full new campaign overview and new character, mm-hmm. like, interviews and stuff like that. And then once you guys meet the guest stars and stuff like that, we'll do yeah. guest interviews and go from there. But it's, yeah, I think that's, I think it was, we kind of just wanted to show up and be like, hey, we're we're still around. We just yeah. had to do, like, a reshuffle. We had to do business girly things. <laughs> yeah, we had to, we had to elevate our business. But I, I was thinking to end on not not that it's been a serious it's been a seriouser podcast episode than some of our past ones i mean mm-hmm. some of them have been absolutely chaotic some of them have been tailored to this uh the campaigns our first so we had our first ever up late with d8 episode which was kind of just an intro to what the podcast was what d8 was a lot of that was talking about like how the group got together but our first official like content episode we assigned Taylor Swift songs to the characters of the campaign and now I think we should just I was thinking maybe we just doesn't have to be Taylor Swift songs but you and I we're more music girlies you're Mm -hmm. the DM I think I've got a pretty good idea to the core four I say that we end going back to our roots seeing as it is almost a year of D8 it's the premiere of season two of up late with D8 and we mm-hmm. give some characters some songs and then make a brand new campaign Spotify playlist. I love it. I think it's a great idea. All right. So you, you are, you're the dungeon mother. So you get to pick which character we're starting with. Yes. I, I have decided to go by the title of dungeon mother. Because <laughs> I think it's rad as hell. It is. Um, I say let's start with the boys because the boys are not here to tell me if i'm right or wrong so um let's start with digby let's start with sweet little digby Ooh, sweet little curious digby sweet little digby um <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you when i think digby like the one of the first songs that comes to mind it's definitely a mumford and son song Ooh, I, yeah, yeah. I okay. I don't. I have one. Um, I'll wait for you to get one. Okay. I... No, go ahead. Do your thing. So, I was kind of like honestly, Mumford and Sons was one of my first thoughts, but then I got to probably my second favorite artist <laughs> of all time because obviously Taylor Swift is my favorite musical artist. My second favorite 100%. has got to be Noah Khan love you're gonna go far Ooh, <laughs> the little, little very claws. good Thank very you. good oh i love it we love noah khan we love we that do. shit here i think from what i know i think what i know of digby so far i'm gonna go with little lion man by mumford <gasps> and sons yes I think it just suits his his whole what he's got going on real well at the moment. And hey, we just make it a Spotify playlist and we go from there. And then as stuff progresses, we can decide from here. We could also get you guys to make your own like character playlist and then publish them. Totally. 100%. So it's like, are you feeling more like Cressida today? Or are you feeling more like Ace today? Like, what are you, where are you at? Yeah. Um, For ace Mm -hmm. ace is tricky because ace is so like i have to do the right yeah that's um but the thing is is like for as tricky as ace is tell me why the first after the first session when i was listening to spotify counting stars by one republic came on and i'm like wait why do i get ace vibes from counting stars that's so fair, actually. Like, Ace is, like, he's so himbo-coded. He is. That's so true. And it's so good. No, I could see why you would think um, Counting Stars. It's... That one's really good. I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that up. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. For him, like... um. But, no, like, I was just listening to it. I'm like, man... Why can, like, in my head, I can picture, like, a TikTok ace edit to Counting Stars by One Republic? No, for real. That would be so good, though. Oh, my gosh. Um, For 
ace. Ah, uh, okay. Ooh. What's up? I don't want to be that person because we've literally just... Be I don't know. Person. I don't know. Do we just talked about Noah Khan, but I'm going to because we're on that tangent. Yeah. I want to say, given what I know about Ace and the fact that, like, so the world we're in right now, Aesomers are... Are, it's a known fact that they are the half god children of the gods that exist in the North Pantheon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Given what we've learned about who Ace's like godly parent is, or so he thinks, I'm not going to confirm or deny. Oh. Um, given what we know and how it's been going, I'm going to say Northern Attitude by Noah Khan featuring Hosier is what I envision for Ace. No, but you're so yes. Just yes his like his innate desire to be the best possible version of himself and just that line of like if i get too close and i'm not how you hoped is just i don't know i don't know it's just it feels really good for him it feels like a natural fit for him it does it does oh my goodness no you're so right my girlies Which girlie? are a lot trickier. Which girlie are we Let's starting with? Let's start with start with Naya because she's not here. Yes. Okay. Um hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. Naya is giving me where is my mind by the Pixies 110%. I just don't know if it's the Pixies version of the song I would pick for her. Really? Like I would need to look at other versions, but the song itself. Mm-hmm. Where is my mind? Because I know stuff that you don't. Right. It's it fits her beautifully. Ooh, that's so. I'm more interested to see what you think because you've only interacted with her like through two sessions. Yes. Um. Here's a here's a shocker. I'm going to a Taylor Swift song. I know we're all floored by that decision. Um, but there's just something about like. There's like an air of innocence around Naya, and like she, I don't, I don't know mo- much about her yet, but she's got like that like, like like the whimsical voice and like the nice to everybody. Like the minute she said, "I like when you talk to Cressida," like I think my heart grew three sizes. Like the Grinch, I was like, how all my wittiness and sarcasm, like I didn't have any response. I think my I was like slack jawed for a minute. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, from the debut album, I'm going to go with Stay Beautiful. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on. This sounds so familiar to me. It's just, it's it's okay. a cute little early Taylor Swift song. And I'm like, oh, it's mm-hmm. just, it's the Naya vibes. Or 100%. I would go with, I'm only me with, oh, or I'm, 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 I'm switching. I'm only me when I'm with you. I oh. feel like that's much more. Naya. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> it's good. No, it's good. Oh, I'm like, it's. I'm learning so much about my babies and I'm trying to be like, <laughs> what do I think it is? What do I think it is for people? Right. Um, Cressida. See, I have a Cressida Ooh. playlist. Yeah, see you've already done you've already done your work. You've already gone ahead and been like, yes. <laughs> right. Cause here's the thing. There's there's three songs. Like the playlist is has like 50 songs. At first mm-hmm. I was considering Um Just for Fun, Not My Fault by Renee Rapp and Megan the Stallion for Love. reasons you and I know. Mm-hmm. Um But then I don't know, have you been watching Has Been Hotel at all? No. It's, it's new show on Amazon Prime. It's really good. But there's a song called Poison. Um, okay. And at first I was like, it might be that. But I think I have the the all-time Cressida song. And I mm-hmm. think it's got to be Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius. Ooh, that's such a good one. Fuck. I'm trying to... I'm so mad you picked Boy Genius. God damn it. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think because I'm like, I don't want to pick something like depressing and like 
really sad for Cressida. But at the same time, like, you find me a warlock that has a happy story, and I will show you a liar. <laughs> you find me a character I've made that has a happy story. When have I ever <laughs> for made For real, though. Like, even your cheerful ones have gone through the fucking ringer. Um... <clears throat> But, but yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put that evil on her, but like. Oh, no, I want to know. I'm going to. What? Okay. So. For, um, for Cressida. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to go a really dark route and I'm going to bust out my girly, my number one. <gasps> okay, uh, it's. Ptolemia by Ethel Kane for Cressida given what I know about her patron and her upbringing and her life and just something about the way the song encapsulates like the pinnacle of female rage just given what we've discussed for her it just that like because she seems so like I don't know she's very composed at the moment but like given the stuff that we know that she's gone through and what's happened which will become relevant to other people as they watch the show mm -hmm. it just i feel like i feel like cressida is one of those characters that genuinely needs such a deep cathartic scream yes um and i just i don't know i think it i think it suits her i, I know it's such a dark pick too by the way like <laughs> not no, a happy it. song at all I love it. Um, what's funny is, speaking of female rage, so you and I, I know that we are both big epic fans. Um, I kid you not, I made a Cressida mood board, and one of the things I pinned to it was the clip. It's not the official person who plays Poseidon, but it's the girl, and it's when she's singing the get in the water. I'm like, yes. 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 It's so good. It's the, I don't know her name. I wish so I knew good. her name because I love her voice and I love her rendition. Do you know what I'm talking about? The girl mm -hmm. version? Okay. I yes. know exactly what you're talking about because like the, the, the original one that he did was phenomenal. It was yes. great. But to see her do it and fucking own it in that way, I was like, no, let, like, let her do it. Just let her have it. Yeah. For real. But like that. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of moments that are gonna come up that I think people won't expect from characters. Like I'm I'm really intrigued to see like the different sides to these characters. Cause I feel like there's a lot there's obviously there's you know, you know all because you are the dungeon mother, but I I know like nothing about most of them. I think. Mm -hmm. But I think Cressida, I think as Cressida, because like I said, I like to really immerse myself and like as I'm playing, I like to like think mm -hmm. I am Cressida. I think I've got some decent first yeah. impressions of people. Um, mm -hmm. For real. I think, yeah, at least. Yeah, Cress Cressida's definitely got some impressions, some ideas of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's ah, uh, it's it's so good so far. I just love it. I just love everybody. I love what's happening, and I, I don't know. Watching you guys interact is one of the funniest things ever, too. Like, I absolutely love it. Okay, I think to wrap up, since we said funniest, to wrap up, we should each say what we think the funniest thing each character has done. Both of us. Okay. Funniest thing Digby has done is lie about the fact that he's trying to rob somebody and then openly try and rob them in front of everyone else. That is so funny. I'm with you on that. The funniest thing was him going back into 100%. the room. Yes. The funniest thing Ace um, has done is going up and down the hallway saying, the Duchess has asked me to have intercourse with her. What do you think I should do? Oh my God. God, that was so funny. No, straight up. That's genuinely the funniest thing he's done so far she like propositions him and his immediate reaction is to go to every single person's door and be like the duchess propositioned me what do i do <laughs> no and the deciding factor in him deciding to sleep with her was he asked naya what the like the lizard thought and wade's like do it and he's like all right i guess that's it i guess i guess that's the answer i guess is what we're doing oh my goodness yeah 
Um. Hmm. What's the funniest thing Naya's done? Naya's done a lot of funny things. Hmm. I think I think the funniest thing Naya's done is when she was introducing Wade. And just how she kept saying, like, what was she saying? Like, he doesn't take to other people well. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he doesn't take to other people well. I'm so sorry. She's very, like, airy and just, like, I don't know. I think just honestly how kind of unsettling she is in a way, too. Because she's so, like, well-meaning. I don't know. It's vaguely unsettling, which I think is so funny. Because, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, like... Anytime she interacts with the lizard is hilarious. Yes, that's true. Wade is just funny. Anything with Wade makes me laugh. Wade is so funny. Um, Funniest thing Cressida's done. Fuck, Cressida's really funny. I think it's because Cressida's, like, very flat with everybody at the moment. Like, she's very, like, consistent. Yeah. And I think it's just, she's like, no, we need to get paid. We need to do the And, like, just watching... Like, her reaction to when Ace was like, did you hear what's happening upstairs? And, like, brought a guard upstairs. Like, the the way you played her and the look on her face was so fucking priceless. It was so good. Like, literally after the session was over, Allie and I were talking and she's like, the best part of that was the way Lex reacted to absolutely everything Ace and Digby did. Because it was just... Like, when... Ace is like, I don't need your money, Duke. And Cressida's like, speak for yourself. Uh, we're here to get paid. <laughs> like, it's so good. Like, she's just very like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. it's, she's so funny. She's so funny. See, I feel like oh, I'm, I'm a bad I judge because I am her. But I feel like, I feel like the funniest thing I did, I feel like one is... Yeah, well, you're short, so fuck off. I think that that's definitely tied for it for me. But I also think the fact that she's so flat and, like, angsty and, like, just herself all the time. But the second that someone is, like, genuinely nice to her and goes, I like when you talk. She's like, I, what, um, uh, like, it's like she's just yeah. stopped yeah. working. <laughs> Mm -hmm. no it's so good it's a lot of fun like honestly <clears throat> to our listeners shout out everybody like <clears throat> the the new characters and the new season we're doing and the new campaign and stuff like that it's so much fun like seriously i cannot say come watch it enough because it's been incredible it's been so much fun it has been i just love it I love it. I love everybody involved. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of laughs. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I think the funniest thing that's happened so far, like, this is my favorite funny yeah. moment so far from two sessions. We spent 10 minutes before we started playing, <laughs> making a joke about people with soft hands and given like O'Keefe's, which for those of you, apparently uh, the States doesn't have O'Keefe's. Which is even funnier because the rest of the parties in like Canada where O'Keefe's is very common. It's like a hand cream for like working man's hands and this, that, and the other thing. And we spent 10 minutes wheezing, dying, laughing over this stupid O'Keefe's joke. Only for you, Lex, at the very end to go, I don't know what that is. And that genuinely was one of the funniest things that's happened so far because you literally committed to the bit and joked with us about it. And we were talking about O'Keefe's sponsorship. And then you go... We don't have that here. I don't know what that is. Okay, apparently we do have it, but it's only at, like, Walmart. Oh, what the hell? I, I swear I've never seen it before, though. Like, I'm looking- I looked it up. I, I didn't- I should have looked it up before. Like, I have never seen this before in my life. That's great. You can get O'Keefe's here at a gas station. <laughs> I can only like, find it's it It's everywhere. Walmart. And it's, like, a Walmart 50 and just... miles away. And now it's just been this ongoing thing where it's like, you got soft hands. And like, I'm going to have to say it as an NPC to Ace at some point in the campaign because I know it's going to get under Jaren's skin. Yes. It'll yeah. be so, it's been so much fun. Like, just come watch D8. Come watch D8. Yeah, watch D8. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because we, we are back. <gasps> We're back. We're back. We've missed and, everyone. Uh, yeah. 
We sure have. We sure have. I'm very excited to be back. I'm not going to lie. I am too. I've missed doing the podcast. I've missed playing. I've missed just like mm-hmm. getting getting to create what we create. Me too. Me too. I think. But it's been, yeah, it's yeah. been sick. I think that wraps up the season two premiere of Up Late with D8, the best after show ever. Uh, honestly, best one out there. Come on, let's be yeah. honest. So we will see you guys next time. Be sure to turn into our to turn into tune into turn into turn into tune in tune and turn in tune and tune and turn around tune into our streams. We are uh pretty much weekly because I think all of us are kind of sad at the idea of a break. So we'll take breaks once in a while, but. Yeah, I think the I think we need to because we were like we'll do three weeks and then we'll take a break and literally like it's been two sessions in and we're taking a break and everyone's been like what the fuck <laughs> everyone's like, like no. this sucks we are Wednesday. so I think go ahead I think I think yeah weekly I think we should look at doing weekly and then we'll you know like obviously like on the socials announce if we like take a day mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. but, but that's how much fun it is that's why people should watch it yeah come watch us. Um, we are weekly now at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays. Be sure to follow us at D8 Escapades on all our social medias, including Instagram and TikTok. Uh, follow us at twitch.tv slash D8 Escapades and youtube.com slash D8 Escapades. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Buddy.